Good morning, City Church. Thanks for joining us again this morning. Hey, we were beginning the year talking about prayer. We've been praying a few times this morning, but let's just pray one more time before we dive into the word. God, we just thank you for your word today. And like we talked about last week, we all say, speak, your servant is listening. We want to hear what you want to speak to us today from your word for our lives so that we can continue to be a blessing. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for week two of a series that we have called Press On and the title of today's message is Press On to Purpose. So last week I... um, talked about a few things that I recommend to you at the beginning of every year. I'm just going to go over those things again just to come up uh, for yourselves with some sort of Bible reading plan. Like I mentioned last week, I'm actually doing two Bible reading plans this year. I'm going to actually go through the whole Bible in 30 days, and I have another Bible that's a chronological Bible that I'm going through. But I encourage you, if you go to YouVersion uh, or get the app, download the app, there's a lot of tremendous plans on there that will help you th- read through the whole Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, uh, different topics, so that you can have some sort of systematic approach to Bible reading. Because the important relationships that we have in our lives, we make time for those, and it's the same way with our relationship with God. We want to do that. Also, you want to make some time for prayer, set aside some time to talk to God, to hear the voice of God. Um, Another thing that I recommended last week is fasting. What's great about prayer, prayer connects us to God, but fasting disconnects us from food as our source. Now, I just wanted to mention I I fasted a few days this week. The longest fast that I did uh, this week was an 18-hour fast. And one of the things that you discover when you're fasting is how loud the voice of your body is. So I was sitting there about 9.30 at night, and I hadn't eaten for a while, and I was pretty close to my fridge. And it's amazing how your body will talk to you, because your body was just saying, hey, the fridge is right there. You don't need to keep this pain anymore in your stomach. But I was like realizing, this is such a loud voice. And that's one of the great learnings from fasting, is you realize how loud the voice of your body is. And we don't want to let our bodies run our lives. Um, so I recommend to you some sort of fasting. I know there's some people here in the room that are doing the Daniel fast and different things like that. There is, it, it, I, we always say, you know, if your doctor somehow has recommended for you not to fast, don't fast. But I would say for 99.9% of us, we could eat a few less calories in the upcoming week. But not just to eat less calories, we actually want to reconnect ourselves to God and see God as our source. And then also I recommend some sort of soul detox, maybe a little less social media, a little less screen time so that we focus in our relationship with God. So this year we want to be intentionally consistent to integrate the thoughts and ways of God into our lives. So last week, uh, the title of the message of the series Press On was Lean In. And we talked about lean into change, lean into the call of God, and then lean into Christ. If you missed that message, you can catch up on our website. It is there on our podcast, and you can find that message from last week. So what we want to do in 2021 is we want to leave a mark on 2021. We just don't want life to happen to us, maybe how we felt like life happened to us in 2020, but we actually want to leave a mark on 2021. We want to uh, fulfill the purposes of God in our lives this year, and this is what the title of this message is, Press on to purpose. So we want to accomplish the will of God for our lives, and when we accomplish the will of God for our lives, we will glorify God, that we were made 
to give glory to God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And that's what we want to do this year. We want to hunger and thirst for God. Reach out to God in every possible way in our lives. And then the, the verses that is uh, the inspiration for this series are found here in Philippians chapter 3. And once again, to remind you, the book of Philippians, Paul wrote from prison. So in other words, everything wasn't great for Paul in this moment. Everything wasn't easy in his life. But we can see what he's writing to us here from, um, from prison, from jail to the church at Philippi. He says this, verse 10, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I am maintain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, so that's none of us. We are all on this journey. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider uh, that I have made it my own, but the one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the, for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. But we see that twice there in those verses. He says, I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And then he said, I press on towards the goal, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I am moving forward. I'm not staying here. Now this word press means to pursue, to run after, to seek after. And that's what we all want or we all should want in 2021. We want to seek after the ways of God. What is it that God is setting in front of us? Or this, this upward call that I have in Christ, what is God calling me to accomplish in 2021? Now, like we said, this, today's message is called Press On to Purpose. So um, when we think about our purpose, our purpose is given and discovered. In other words, God gives us a purpose for our lives, and then we discover it. We don't create it for ourselves. We don't make one up. They go, oh, okay, this, this is the purpose of our lives. No, God has actually given us a purpose. And what we need to do is we need to discover the purpose God has for our lives. It's not self-determined. I just don't lay out a smorgasbord in front of me and think, oh, here's this option and here's this option. Maybe I could become this and maybe I could be a center for the Raptors. They, they might need some help this year at center, but I'm not that one. I can't decide what my purpose is. God has given me a purpose for our lives. And what we want to do is cooperate with that purpose. There is freedom in cooperating with the purpose of God, not just doing your own thing. Not just, I'm going to decide this, man, that's bondage. There's freedom in what God has for us. And what I want to say to everybody today is your purpose is not on pause. The world around you might seem like it's on pause, but your purpose is not on pause. And everybody I, I know who knows this is parents of young children. You realize, yeah, life is not any easier for me right now. My, my parenting hasn't gotten any easier. But for all of us, our purpose is not on pause. And we need to know this. We don't need perfect conditions in the world to do the purposes of God. In fact... Following Jesus is necessary when the conditions in the world aren't perfect. That we shouldn't be going the ways of the world, the attitudes of the world, speaking the thoughts and words of the world. But when we lean into God and his purposes, that's when we are presented to walk in the ways of God. So we don't need everything to be perfect in the world around us. 
to be doing the purposes of God. Hebrews chapter 10, let's turn over there. If you have your Bibles for everybody at home, you should have your physical Bibles um, or your device or whatever. Go ahead and grab it if you don't have it. There's this great portion of scripture here that we can all identify with in Hebrews chapter 10. And it says this, but recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings. And this is what I love about the scripture. The, the scripture doesn't paint for us a picture of everything is perfect in the world, that we are going to face a hard struggle. Jesus said, we're going to have tribulation in the world. But then he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hey, we're going to endure hard struggles and suffering. Verse 33. Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction. So sometimes, you know, like the, the writer here is saying, people might make a, a public declaration about you, say something about you, and you're going to face something. And then it says sometimes being partners with those who are so treated. In other words, you have friends that are feeling that. Verse 34, for you, ha you had compassion on those in prison and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. There's something that we have in God that when times are tough, that's something that is abiding, that's difficult, that we don't need the circumstances to be perfect, perfect because we have something that abides in God. Verse 35, I like this. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but are those who have faith and persevere, uh, preserve their souls. So what do we see here in these verses? It's kind of a five-step approach that we see here in these verses. The first one is that you're going to face suffering. Did you know that? Life won't always be easy. Life doesn't seem easy right now, but this is what the writer identifies with us. We're going to face suffering. But then the very next thing is, but... Don't throw away your confidence. Just because you're facing difficulty, you're facing a struggle, don't throw away your confidence in God. Don't push it aside. Don't throw it away. That we should still remain confident in God regardless of what we're facing around us. And then it says this. We aren't shrinking back. The whole point of this series is press on. When stuff comes our way, what, it, what is maybe our, our default thought or what do we think? Maybe we're just going to, I'm going to pull back from this moment. I'm not going to press on. This is too hard. There's too many things pressing against me. I'm going to sort of shrink back and just sort of sit here and not do anything. But again, your purpose is not on pause regardless of what's going on in the world. We are not going to shrink back under pressure. So what we need to ask ourselves then, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my reason? Is it going to be given to me by the world and the culture around me? Am I going to find it on Instagram? Or has God actually provided something for me to discover from his will? And then that's the next thing, that we need to do the will of God. And when we do the will of God, we will glorify God, because that's our purpose, to give glory to God, not do my own thing, 
I want to do the will of God. And when I do the will of God, I will glorify God. And, that's, and then that takes us to, man, all of this is going to preserve our soul. We're not going to shrink back. We're going to go forward. We're going to press on. And we're going to press on to do the will of God. See, so here's a rally for all of us, that all of us have a past. All of us have something in our past. You know, one of those things that you have in your past that maybe, you know, if you're a parent, you don't tell your kids until they're maybe teenagers. You know, one of those stories that you have, and you're like, you know, I'm going to wait. You're not going to tell your toddler about all of the mistakes that you made in your life. And then, you know, one of those things that maybe as you're growing up, you know, you do those secret things, um, and then you don't want to tell your parents. And then maybe finally... When you're a little bit older, you're maybe 30, and you're like, hey, mom and dad, I just want to tell you something. I just want to get it off my chest. When I was 14, I did this. All of us have a past except my mother. <laughs> but all of us also have something that we've done that we don't want to talk about that's maybe been a struggle, maybe just been some sort of addiction, uh, just struggle in my flesh like I talked about at the beginning. But then all of us have things that have happened to us. We could tell a story about those things, right? About what other people have done to us. And what those things, what could those things cause us to do? Those things could cause us to shrink back. But when something has happened to us, God doesn't want us to shrink back. He doesn't want us to throw away our confidence. He wants us to press on to purpose. And those things that we've either done that are that happened to us, they can cause us to feel guilty. They can cause us to feel shame. They can cause us to feel pain. The memory of what I did, or the memory of what they did. Do you know who they are? Can you think about who they are that's caused you pain? And those memories from the past, man, they can cause us to shrink back. But God doesn't want us to shrink back. God wants us to press on to purpose. See, all of these things that happen to us that the enemy throws in our way, this is what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to get off track. He wants us to get off of our purpose. But your purpose is not on pause. God has something for you to do and accomplish. We're not going to shrink back. We are going to press on. But what we all know about our past is sometimes our past will chase us. I'm not talking about physically, but in our minds, the things that we've done, the mistakes that we've made, the stupidity that we've been involved in, those things can chase us and come after us. The things that have happened to us, the pain that, that I've experienced in my life, that thing can constantly be there. But God doesn't want us to shrink back to those things. He wants us to press on, move forward, to press on to purpose. See, the problem isn't our past. Because everybody, maybe even including my mother, everybody has a past. So the question is not what is your past. The question is what are you doing with your past? Are, are we constantly telling the story? Do we constantly live in that moment? Because God doesn't want us to live in that moment where we shrink back. He actually wants us to press on. You know, and how I would describe the story about our past, you know, I have some, um, so, some things that happened to me in my past and there was a real season there where I just loved telling the story. And when I would tell the story, I would relive the pain again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And what it's like, it's like picking off the scab. If you had a cut on your arm, 
It would be stupid after a day or two that the scab is there. You know, I'm just going to pick up the scab and I'm going to open the wound again. And this is what we do with our past sometimes. We don't actually let it heal or allow God to heal that so that we can go forward, that we shrink back in our pain and then we just pick at the scab and we pick at the scab. But God doesn't want us to remain in that spot. He wants us to press on. So what are we doing with our past? Are we allowing it to heal? Are we allowing God to heal us? Are we speaking about the faithfulness of God that I actually have confidence in God to help me through this thing that has happened to me? Because God is asking us to press on. And if that's true, that means I can't stay here. I'm not talking about geography. I'm talking about a place in our heart because we need to take internal ground before we take external ground. We need to take internal ground in our heart so that we can move forward in our lives because a lot of times the thing that's holding us back is not something out here. It's actually something that's going on in here and God is asking us, hey, don't shrink back. Let's press on to what I have for you. God wants us to press on the purpose. And we see the story so clear. One of my favorite Bible stories here found in Exodus chapter 14. And this story is the children of Israel, um, when they are coming out of Egyptian bondage, remember the story, you know, the Moses story that he sees a burning bush and God sends him to Pharaoh so that he will release the children of Israel from being slaves. And then there's, you know, all of the, the plagues and things that happen to convince Pharaoh to let Israel go. And they're finally at that spot. And there's these millions of people you know, leaving Egypt and they're going out that we're going to experience the, the miracle, the splitting of the Red Sea. Um, but then what happens is, so Pharaoh, even though he sees all of these miracles and all of these plagues happen and all of this stuff and they finally let them go, after, you know, they let them go, Pharaoh kind of has buyer's remorse in a weird way. He's kind of like, wait, we let all of our slaves go. Who's going to do all this work? We need to go get them. And so this is the story here in Exodus chapter 14, verse 5. It says this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, what is this that we have done? We have let Israel go from serving us. And this is what your past is like. When it becomes personified in our lives, it just comes back. It, it comes after you again. It chases you down. And what could that cause us to do? It could cause us to shrink back. God doesn't want us to shrink back. He wants us to have confidence in him, and he's calling us forward to our purpose. So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. So this is a few chariots. And they're coming after the children of Israel. They are chasing them down. And the Lord hardened the, the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by Hiroth and from Balzaphon. Verse 10, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. Their past was coming for them. 2020 might be still coming after you. 
the things that you did, the things that happened to you in the, our past can just be right there lingering. Or 2019 or 2018 or whenever the thing happened 20 years ago. It could be there and this is, what, this is this picture that Egypt is coming after you. The place you don't want to be. The place that God is calling you out of. They're right there and they're marching after you. And they feared greatly see this is what happens to us like we we feel those things again we feel those thoughts again we feel those emotions again and we kind of get ourselves into a place of fear like oh i thought i i thought i was over this i thought it was gone forever but here it's showing up again and the people of israel cried out to the lord and they said to moses is it because there were no graves in egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness not necessarily the most faith-filled bunch here um, what have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not what we s- uh, said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Do you hear their souls are shrinking back? The thing there, it's facing them. It's causing them to, we, we're, okay, we'll just go back. I know we, we had this dream about the promised land. We had this dream about this place that God was taking us. But here's this thing again. and I'm just so familiar with it. I'm just so used to carrying it around. I've, I've had it for this many years. This thing that I did or this thing that happened to me. We kind of just want to go back into it. Even though it isn't the will of God for us. See, when we do the will of God, we glorify God. And Moses said to the people, I love this, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. I love that whole paragraph. Fear not, stand firm. See the salvation of the Lord. Where is the salvation of the Lord? It is forward. It is not back to the thing that happened to you. It's not back to the thing that you did causing you to shrink back. No, we're gonna have confidence in God so that we can press on to the will of God. I love this, this next verse. So, you know, Moses has done this great explanation about God and who he is and what's, what, what he's going to do for them. And then verse 15, the Lord says to Moses, why do you cry to me? You know, if you were Moses, you're going to think, okay, hold on a second, God. I just did a big deal here telling the children of Israel how amazing you are. And I'm talking about it and I'm like, hey, God, right? This is what you're going to do? And then God says to me, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel, to go forward. All of these things are true about who God is and what he's going to do for us, but what does God ask us to do? Go forward. Press on to purpose. The purpose of God for the children of Israel was not to stay in Egyptian bondage. It was for them to go forward. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people to go forward. Verse 16 Lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. It's like, okay, hold on a second, God. What do you mean divide the Red Sea? I'm just a human. I can't divide the Red Sea. 
I, as a human being, can't work a miracle. Miracles are the things that only come from God. Listen, and I don't recommend this, but if you went to the edge of Lake Ontario today, it is not going to divide. It is not going to separate for you to walk through. They actually had a word from God to be able to do this, that God was setting the the children of Israel free in this moment. They had a specific word from God to go forward. This is why this thing happened. But he said to Moses, stretch out your hand. In other words, Moses, you do something. God will be God, but you have to do the things that God is asking you to do. Stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on the dry ground. And one of the things that God, that I would say, is asking us to do today is stop picking the scab. Allow the thing to heal. And that doesn't mean pretend that it didn't happen. It means allowing God to heal your heart, allowing God to heal the situation, the stupid mistake you made, the thing that happened to you. What am I going to do? What is God is calling me to do? God is calling me to go forward into this miraculous future, not shrinking back because the thing will be there and it will be causing us to shrink back, but God wants us to go forward. Verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove back the sea uh, back by the strong east wind and all night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and to their left. You see, they experienced the salvation of God when? When they went forward. Pressing on to purpose, the purpose of God for your life is you can't stay here can't stay here in your mind. You can't stay here in your heart. The pain caused, the guilt, the shame, the mistakes you made, the pain caused by what has happened to you. God is asking us to go forward to his will, his purposes. See, they cooperated with the purposes of God for their lives. Well, what do we hear? We can actually hear their flesh like fasting flesh, that your fasting flesh will scream. It will be fearful and it will be complaining. This is really hard. This is really difficult. You know, I have a challenge for you in 2021. Complain less. It will only help you and it will only bless your family. And don't have someone to have to tell you to stop complaining. Be aware when you are a complainer. It's not helping anybody. It's not helping you. Quit picking off the scab of complaining. All right. (laughs) So we have uh, four commonalities as we finish. We have four commonalities for us as it relates to the purpose of God for us all. Now, we all have different purposes based on who God has called us to be and what he's called us to do in the situations that we have in our lives. Some of them are very obvious to us. Um, but then there's, there's common purposes for all of us. So number one is we need to discover our purpose. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Again, you are not self-identifying. You are not making up your own purpose. It is the purpose of the God. It is the purpose of God for your life and for my life that will stand. 
It's not just something that I'm dreaming up. It's not just something that the culture is offering to me. It is only the purpose of God for my life that will stand. That's the thing that I want, not just my own thing. So God has given us that purpose, and then it's upon us to discover what that purpose is. So how do we discover that purpose? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water. In other words, God has placed it in there. But a man of understanding will draw it out. And this is why I want you to spend time in prayer. This is why I want you to spend time reading the word of God. Because all of those things, all of those things are the, where we discover the voice of God. And God will draw out of you what he has placed on the inside of you. You don't have to make it up. You can't make it up. If you make it up, it won't stand. We want to discover the purposes of God for us. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. He predestined us for the adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. We want to press on to purpose. What is the purpose of God for me? To do his will. That's what I want to press on to this year. Second thing is that we want to do good things with our purpose. What God has placed on the inside of you, we want to do good things with that. What do you have in your hand right now? What is the place that God has set you right now? You can do good things there. We want to do good things with the purpose that God has placed on the inside of us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Barbara, you can come on up now. Ephesians 2, sorry to interrupt your note taking. <laughs> Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Everybody say his work workmanship. Not my own. I did not create myself, so I can't define myself. We are his workmanship in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, that we should do good things with the good purposes that God has placed on the inside of us. Mom and dad, God has placed the gift of parenthood on the inside of you. What are we going to do? We're going to do good things. We're going to train our kids in the ways of God. We're going to train our kids in the ways that God has placed on the inside of them. You need to know what your kids are good at. And you can tell them God has placed that on the inside of you. Do good things in this moment. If you've got friends, we all have friends. We need to do good things right now for our friends. Our friends need us. So what do we need to do? We need to do good things. Because we are his workmanship. We are not our own. Number three, we need to allow God to work on me. In our original text, Paul said, I, I haven't already obtained. I'm, I'm not perfect. That all of us are on this journey of faith. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. In this whole prayer, talking about the love of God. There's the power of God at work on the inside of you. Obviously doing the things that we talked about today, that he's healing us, that he's helping us. He's helping us to move away from our past so we don't shrink back. But there's that power that's working on the inside of us to change us. We all need to change like we talked about last week. 
allow the power of God to disciple us. God didn't just call us to be converts, he called us to be disciples. This is what Jesus said about us, that, hey, I want you to be my disciples. I, I want you to follow after my words. I, I want you to love each other. That's what the power of God does on the inside of us. He's at work within us. And then number four, the last thing as we finish today, is that we all need to take refuge in God. And this is the purpose of God for all of our lives, that He is my hiding place. Psalm 57 verse one says this, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you, my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge. Till the storms of destruction pass by, I cry out to the most high God, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. See, when we place ourselves in the hiding place of God, this is what God does. God fulfills his purpose for me. My first step is into that hiding place under the shadow of his wings. There's destruction happening all around me. But where am I? I am in this hiding place of God. This is where God calls all of us to be. This is where we need to press on. This is part of the purpose of our lives is to remain in God. God wants us to abide himself, ourselves in him. And then what does he do? He fulfills his purpose for me. Let's just pray today. God, we just thank you. God, we, we, do, we don't want to stay here in our hearts and our minds that we want to press on to your purposes for our lives. We don't want to shrink back because of our past. We don't want to shrink back because of the things that have happened to us. God, we want to remain confident in you so we can do your will. God, all of us just take a moment and say to you, God, we want to do your will. God, I want to fulfill your purposes for my life. I just don't want to do my own thing. God, we thank you that you are leading and guiding all of us to do good things with the purposes that you have placed on the inside of us. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you are watching today and you have never taken a first step in your relationship with God, you've never said yes to Jesus, making him the Lord of your life. I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second. I invite you to pray along with me. It's just a first step in your relationship with God. Like I said, God has called all of us to be disciples, which is a journey, not just converts, which is just a moment. So I, we can have a moment though with God. The gospel, the good news is all about Jesus, that Jesus came, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, God raised him from the dead so that we could actually know God for ourselves. It's called righteousness, right standing with God. God offers it to us as a gift. And all we have to do today is receive that gift. So if you've never said yes to Jesus before, wherever you are watching this, just bow your head and pray this prayer with me. God, today we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross, and you raised him from the dead so that I could know you. So today I say yes to a relationship with you. I receive your righteousness. God, I call you my father. 
Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.